TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is WEEI Late Night with Mark Dondero on WEEI. What happened to Dignity? Yeah, first of all, it's really difficult to regress as a quarterback when you have the intellect and work ethic as Mac Jones. Usually regression comes from, as far as the individual player, you're not handling the necessary things that are off the field or you lack maturity in certain aspects. You know, so for the individual to regress, it doesn't marry anything you hear about or know about when it comes to Mac Jones, the person and the ability, and then the reports of what he's kind of put in with work-wise in the offseason. I have said this, I've been in this world for four plus years now, and I have you know, harped on the reality that quarterback is number one, a developmental position. It just takes significant reps to develop. And number two, it is a dependent position. And you are not only dependent on the people that are out on the field with you, you're also dependent on the people who are putting those pieces and or people in place to go on that journey. WEI Late Night. Um, that was Dan Orlovsky on, what was that, MFM? Okay. Dan Orlovsky talking about the regression or the possibility of regression for Mac Jones. And I thought that was a great point. That was a great point. And that brings me right into the point I was going to make about Tom House, who's on the Patriots uh, podcast, Patriots Talk podcast, I think it was, with Phil Perry or Tommy Curran at NBC Sports Boston. Tom House... The quote that you need to take home is the sky's the limit for Mac Jones. Sky's the limit. All right. So based on that quote, okay, and based on what Dan Orlovsky just outlined, guy that played in the league, whatever, what am I supposed to think if Mac Jones does regress this year? Like, what do you want me to think about Bill Belichick if that happens on his watch? It's unacceptable. When you factor in the year that Mac Jones had as a rookie, taking the team to the playoffs and taking himself to the Pro Bowl, then you look at what Orlovsky was talking about, his work ethic, his demeanor, how he handles his business, how he does, you know, how he goes about his day Every single practice, every single game day, every single offseason, every se- I mean, he's only had one or two, but a couple of times is enough in that, in that regard because you know what this kid's about. He is focused. He is a leader. 
He has a good work ethic. He's accurate. Okay? He reads defense as well. He competes. He's not soft. He has the makeup of a guy that would not regress Dan Orlovsky. You got Tom House's guru. Sky's the limit. I got the sky's the limit. This guy's got great attitude. Why would, if he regresses this year, which I don't expect, but if he does and they look abysmal early in the season, late season, whenever, that is a direct indictment on Bill Belichick. And there's no other way to say it. That's what that is. Okay, and I understand he's the greatest ever. I get it. But like I said, a lot of what made him the greatest ever is not applicable anymore. He was the greatest at managing greatness. He was the greatest ever at keeping his great teams focused. He was the greatest ever at keeping a bunch of men bought in and having them stay singularly focused on the next game, on just that week, on that game coming up. Not letting egos run wild. That's what made him the greatest ever. The quarterback that put him in that position, he drafted in the sixth round. Now, he still drafted him. We're not going to you know, dissect all that, but I'm just saying, what made him the greatest ever was not and is not the situation we are in right now as the New England Patriots get set to kick off their uh, 2022 season. Totally different thing, totally different scenario, totally different team with totally different players. This Bill Belichick is not that GOAT Bill Belichick. Not to say he doesn't have great assets to bring to the team. He does. But if, if Mac Jones goes out there and regresses and looks worse than he did as a Pro Bowl rookie quarterback and a quarterback that brought his team to the playoffs... That is a direct indictment on Bill Belichick, and there is no other way to phrase it. That's what will put him on the hot seat for me. Like, if you want to ask me what would put Bill Belichick on the hot seat, what would put him in a spot uh, that would make it uncomfortable for Robert Kraft, it's two things. It's Mac Jones regresses, and the Patriots' record isn't good. Can't just be one. I think both things would have to happen for the hot seat to even be a conversation. But you got all these people lauding Matt Jones. And Dan Olaski's right. He's absolutely right in terms of regression. There are usually other factors at play for a quarterback to regret. It's not just because he doesn't have a number one wideout, so he takes all these steps back. You know, a Pro Bowl quarterback as a rookie should be able to approximate that level of play even if he doesn't have a number one guy. Especially when you did that last year without a number one guy. I think also another factor is Mac Jones is still in year two. This would be different if it was like year five or year six, where you still give Mac the benefit of the doubt, because this is only his second year in the league. If we were talking his fifth season, then we could probably float it more towards, okay, why did Mac regress the way he did? Here's another thing about Mac Jones. That makes it optimistic, makes me optimistic. Okay. Jones, if you really think about it, and maybe this is by design in some way, shape, or form, I don't know. 
I honestly don't know if at this point Bill Belichick deserves that kind of uh, that kind of benefit of the doubt. But the way I see it, okay, when you talk about how Mac Jones um, has, I guess, not how Mac Jones, but the position that Mac Jones was put in during this preseason, during this training camp, and all of the above, doesn't it really feel like all the pressure is off of Mac Jones this year? I mean, I based like he could go out there and be terrible against Miami and Pittsburgh, and I'll I'll blame Bill Belichick. I'll blame the coordinators. I'll yeah, blame ninety percent will like, blame people other that's than right. Mac that's Jones. right. He has nothing. He he can play free and easy. That's the good news. Jones can relax and just go sling it because even if he sucks. Nobody is going to blame him. It will be this guy and that guy and this guy and this weapon that's not even in New England that will get blamed. Then you'll get to Mac Jones. There is no reason for him to go into that any any of these games tight or nervous or feeling like that there's pressure on him that isn't there. Jones has no pressure on him. And you can thank, I guess, Bill Belichick for doing that. Now, if they stink and they can't produce offensively, well, all right, Jones is no pressure, but the team stinks. But Mac should feel good about the situation he's in. He had a great rookie year, and now nobody is talking about him because everybody is focused on the coaches and the disarray that we have seen out of the Patriots' offense in the preseason. Now, Mac made some bad plays, but he doesn't have any pressure. It's going to be straight up. You know, people are going to come to his defense if he plays. What do you expect him to do? He's got this Bobo that's never been an offensive coach. He's got no weapon. Like, that's the narrative that you'll see if Mac Jones isn't great. Now, if he goes out there and it's just a disaster, three interceptions, bad decisions, you know, trying to do too much, that's that'll be different. But there's really nothing that we're going to talk about if Mac Jones goes out there, looks representative, fights hard, makes some plays, and they end up, you know, losing by two scores. Like, we'll, we'll just say, well, Mac, what did you want him to do? At least for the first half of the season, he needs to go into this year feeling good, feeling confident, and, and being ready to let it rip. Because and, and you already got other people, like, singing his praises even when the season was over because you remember some of the voices saying, like, oh, Josh McDaniels didn't set him up. Like, imagine the situation now. You'd rather have Josh McDaniels again than the situation you have now. Yeah. But again, no pressure to just let it go. You've got coordinators that, you know, forget about their experience. You don't know. It's going to be so easy to blame them if Jones doesn't look good. He's got nothing to worry about. I mean, it's it's really a really good – it's not good if you're getting coached by – people that don't know what they're doing. But in terms of the pressure, there's really none. You know, and and even last year, the way it ended was a disaster. And I know Jones has been using that as motivation, but it wasn't really your fault. You know, you can't make Buffalo punt. You, You, your game plan probably got thrown out the window within the first quarter of that game. It's not even on him. So he doesn't, it's not like he has to respond to blowing a game in the playoffs that cost the Patriots a chance to advance. 
there's that would be pressure. Or it's not like he has to respond to a team that's stacked and he's got all these weapons and now you better produce. You know, or he's got all his coaches back and he's trying to build off you. He's got a million excuses if he wants them. Now, he probably won't take them. But there are a million reasons why he may or may not play well. And I think he should use that to his advantage. Go out there, let her rip. There's nothing to lose. You're probably going to get beat anyway because the coaching staff is sort of a mess and the training camp is, in, you know, they're making changes and it's nothing's working. Go out there, do the best you can, and let her rip because nobody's going to blame you if it doesn't go right. All right, let's get it trending here. This is WEI Late Night. I'm Mark Dunder. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's not going to be a perfect, clean picture right off the bat when something's new a little bit, but I feel like we've made really good strides um, in practice, in the games even, when you really watch the tape to see how close we are. It's hard to get everything ready for everything. Put your chips on a few numbers, and those numbers come up, you're good. And if some other numbers come up, then you need to probably need to do something. Let's go! I, oh. All right. Let's go! Back here on WEI Late Night, I'm Mark Dondero, 617-779-7937. That was Mac Jones and Bill Belichick today down in Florida. Um, West Palm Beach, Atlantic, whatever. Hey, Joe, can we hear that sound again? Can you play that sound again or no? It's not going to be a perfect, clean picture right off the bat when something's new a little bit, but I feel like we've made really good strides um, in practice, in the games even, when you really watch the tape to see how close we are. It's hard to get everything ready for everything. Put your chips on a few numbers, and those numbers come up, you're good. And if some other numbers come up, then you need to probably need to do something. Oh, boy. It's hard to get everything ready for everything. Like, what does that even mean? How am I supposed to listen to those comments made today, Joe, and feel good about this game on Sunday? They both feel they both sound like they have no idea what to expect come Sunday. That's what that sounds like to me. 
put your chips on some numbers and see where what that's what we're going into sunday with it's hard to get everything ready for everything it's hard to get everything ready for everything what does that even mean it's gibberish like i don't even know what that what are you talking about bill it's like uh you had to prepare for a book report uh that day of and you didn't read the book until like 10 minutes before class i have no idea what he's saying there i have no and mac jones wasn't much better Play the Mac one one more time. I just want to hear what he said one more time. It's not going to be a perfect, clean picture right off the bat when something's new a little bit, but I feel like we've made really good strides um, in practice. That's in the not as even. bad. It's not, but it's still bad. It's not going to be a pretty picture right off the bat. Well, this is what the whole preseason was for. So it does look like a pretty picture when you take the field in week one. That's the point. I think also part of it is you've heard like Belichick and Jones in their previous conferences saying like, oh... You don't normally see the team until like October or whatever, like Belichick's mindset. So it's like he's piling on another sort of, you know, reason as to if we don't play like we're supposed to, this is why. That's a that it that's a damning soundbite from Bill Belichick. Like I have no idea what he was even trying to say. It's just I can't listen to those two men offer those two points. And feel good about this game on Sunday. I absolutely can't do it. it they, they both feel like they know that something is going to be amiss come Sunday afternoon. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're not right or whatever. Put your chips on a few numbers and those numbers come up, you're good. I mean, that, that's basically that. what he is saying there is that we have no idea what to expect from them. We have no idea what to expect from us. We just hope whatever we roll out there works. That's what he is saying. I have no idea how I can go into this game Sunday feeling good. I, I mean, screwed. That, that was a damning soundbite. Damning. That's as damning as I've ever heard him sound. Boy, was that bad. Oh, man. Okay. Um, just to go around the league uh, real quick, I'm going to offer some predictions. Give you my take. We've sort of alluded to different things. We went over some of the spreads. I, I, You know, Buffalo, it scares the hell out of me that everybody's picked them. So let's just for a second not pick them. Even though I did pick them, let's not pick them. If Buff, if you told me right now Buffalo is not going to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC, you know who I would pick? I'd pick the Colts. That's who I'd pick. You're telling me Matt Ryan's going to have a career resurgence in Indy? I think he's going to be good enough. I don't know. Maybe I'm just... No one uh, even knows if they're going to win the Maybe, division. Right. You don't you're know right. how Tennessee's uh, going to be. Right. No, they're going to win the division. They're going to win the division. Ten- Unless Willis comes in and does something unbelievably special, I don't think they're going to go to him soon enough. Yeah, because it's super simple for Malik Willis to just come in and give the ball to Derrick Henry. Like, it's, it's a science, right? I, I, You know what? Maybe that, maybe that was a stupid take. The Colts. All right, whatever. Because I, I honestly don't. I don't want to. Like, I don't believe the Chiefs are going to get there. Okay, maybe that's the way to do it. Go backwards into it. I don't believe the Chiefs are going to get there. You're right. Matt Ryan could be a nice year in Indy, but Super Bowl. Thank you for slapping me across the face. I that, that was that was ill advised. Um, I I don't believe in Lamar. Do I think the Bengals are going to go back to back to the Super Bowl? I, that's tough to envision. Um, who am I missing? A process of elimination leaves the Broncos and everyone else in the AFC West. There it is. 
You got me. It's the Chargers. It's the char- I, I'm actually not, you know, I know they've had some issues. Um, and I know he's looked like a buffoon at times, especially during that game last year where he went, kept going for it on fourth down. I actually didn't mind. But, you know, I'm not as down on Brandon Staley as other people are. I don't think he's as much of a bozo as other people do. I, I, I wouldn't want to hire him necessarily. But I don't think – I'm not as down on him as other people. I'm going to say the Chargers go to the Super Bowl if the Bills don't. That's my pick. That was stupid to say the Colts. That's a nice little asterisk you put on that if the Bills don't make it. Well, I'm picking the Bills. I'm just saying if you told me right now they don't make it, I was trying to figure out who I – I've just had so much conviction it's Buffalo. I, I've been picking Buffalo for months. I've been pick, I haven't even thought about anybody else. Um so I was just saying, if you told me it wasn't going to be Buffalo, who would it be? I think in recent years in the NFL, witness the Chargers, or, or the Rams rather, last year, I think that talent has become more and more important in the NFL than we've seen, I don't know, maybe forever. It's always been important, but I feel like back in the day you could get away with David Givens and some guys that might not have been the best in terms of wide receivers or different positional groups. Now talent and, and stacking your roster is I mean, paramount. That's what the Rams did. You know, that's what we saw the Broncos do a few years ago. That's what the uh that's how the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Their roster was loaded. That is more important now. And if you talk about loaded rosters, you almost have to start with the Chargers. That so, circles back to the Patriots and Belichick thinking these old school ways can work. Putting an offensive line coach as your offensive coordinator would work in the mid-2000s, not in 2022. Or or maybe it would work if you had a stacked, loaded roster, which the Patriots don't have. Okay, it'll be interesting. Like, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But if they do struggle this year, and if Mac Jones doesn't have a good year, like, what's the, the only answer to me, the only answer to me would be get him a number one wide receiver that is a bona fide, top-of-the-league type guy. Now, Maybe you would get, maybe you could argue, well, hey, get him a damn actual offensive coordinator. And that's fair. But I don't know. Is that going to happen? Is Bill going to fire or, you know, I guess he could reposition some of those guys. We'll see. I guess I wouldn't leave that. Uh, I wouldn't just completely uh, say that wouldn't happen. But I feel like the next thing they'd have to do is get Mac Jones a significant upgrade in terms of a wide receiver. But that's ahead of ourselves. There's not, I mean, we're not there yet. Let's see what happens and how bad it is. Um, maybe it won't be bad. But I don't know how you can, that, st- that sound was absolutely stunning. Stunning sound. Stunning. By the way, um, just real quick to pivot, we got a text here. Shut up. It's still fun to listen to Red Sox games. Get rid of the negative comments, including Joe and Will. Oh, check that. Get rid of the negative commentators, including Joe and Will. So I read that wrong, and I have no idea what that guy's trying to say. I think he's saying, saying like, you know, there's still positivity in a team that is about five or six games under 500 and last place in the division. Okay. Oh, whatever. I mean, I'm glad you listen to Red Sox games and enjoy the network. Thank you. But... It doesn't change the fact that they suck tonight, and some of the things they did are just inexcusable. Can't it, be that it bad. Is, it is interesting how you decide if the Patriots lose 
to Miami. Like it's like which dumpster fire would you rather see first? Would you rather see the Sox or would you rather see the Patriots? Well, listen, I'm so done with some of the Red Sox narratives this year and just how this year has played out. I'm really looking forward to football. Um, listen, I'll enjoy the Major League Baseball playoffs, especially, like I said, with all these intriguing teams in it. I'll root against teams that I want to root against. I'll pick one team that I want to pull for. Um, I still think there's more intrigue in the immediate future. I mean, that obvious. The, the Red Sox season's over. The Patriots season's just starting. It, but there's still different levels of the Patriots season and the Patriots week one game that make it interesting. Okay, do they win? Okay, they don't win. Do they lose? How do they lose? What do they look like in losing? How does Jones look? How does the team look? How does Bill look? I mean, there are a lot of storylines that you can really dissect, um, which Fitzy and Hart will do. I believe they're going to be on their uh, postgame show. They'll be able to look at a lot of different avenues from that week one game. They'll be able to go a lot of different directions and talk a lot about what they see out of Mac and Bill and all the people involved because we don't know what to expect. A lot of people don't. I think I do, but a lot of people don't. Clearly, Belichick and Mac don't know what they, they don't to know. expect I mean, either. It's a stunning thing. As soon as we're done with this, I'm going to cut that clip. I'm going to tweet that because I'm stunned. I, I can't believe that. Especially the Belichick clip. Stunning. Jones, not so much. Um. I will say, Jones has been saying the right things as the quarterback. He says the right things. Yeah, he's a leader. All those, he checks all those intangible boxes. But the right thing, like, I want him to say what Tua was saying. Now, again, it will all come out in the wash on Sunday. So action, you know, obviously the actions ultimately will speak louder than the words. But in terms of how you feel going into the game, you just can't feel good. Um you know, I think, okay, so we have the Chargers winning the Super Bowl if it's, or at least getting to the Super Bowl if it's not Buffalo. Okay. I think if the Chargers were ever to get there, then you might see the door open for an NFC team. You might, depending on who it is. Yeah, like who who's your who's your pick right now out of the NFC to make uh make it to the Super Bowl? The Packers. I so if the, it wasn't them, then who would be like next in line? If it wasn't the Packers? I'd probably pick the Rams to go back to the Super Bowl. I, I am out on the Bucs. I'm out on the Bucs. Okay? For better or worse, I'm looking at Brady. I'm looking at his demeanor. All the way, the offseason turns and twists and retiring. I'm out. They're going to have a good year. I think they'll be in contention. I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl. They are out. Uh, my surprise team this year, surprise team. will be the New Orleans Saints. I like that pick. That's going like to be a that. surprise team, I think. If Jameis Winston can find a way to not turn it over a million times and not you know, limit the interceptions, I think, especially in a division that might not be great, we'll see what Tampa can do. I think the Saints could surprise some teams. That you know, That's it. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they're going to surprise some teams and find a way to squeak into the playoffs. I'll make, I'll make a sure bet right now. Chris Olave, Rookie of the Year. Ooh. See, I might lean towards, see, I like George Pickens. I don't love who's throwing him the ball. So that will, in, in Pittsburgh, we'll see if that, how he does. Um, obviously, another big storyline is the Ravens. Lamar Jackson and how he throws the ball will be very interesting to me. 
because I did think last year he showed some progress. He had that big comeback win over the Chiefs. I think it was Sunday or Monday night football. They were down. They were off schedule. He had to throw it, and he did. I want to see how he does this year. I want him to stay healthy, and I want to see how he performs, not just in games where they're winning and they're playing bad teams, the Jets week one, when they're down, when they're playing a good team. He's got to stay healthy. Though. He's got to stay healthy. If he doesn't, it's as good. If he doesn't stay healthy, that is the same thing to me as playing poorly. It's just like, well, there it is. He he can't like that was one of the concerns for him coming into the league. He runs. He's not the biggest guy. If he can't stay healthy, it's just this is you know this was one of the fears coming to life. So that's not what I'd want to see. Obviously, if I'm the Ravens, that is. I need to see him play, and I want. And it's interesting that they start off with four games against the AFC East. That's an interesting uh, little scheduling tidbit there. So I got the Saints being a surprise team, um, not high overall in the NFC, higher on the AFC. I still think the Bengals will find. I think the Bengals are real. I think they're a real team. I think they're going to win. And the Bengals have sort of had the Ravens number. So I think the Bengals are going to win that division. I don't think Pittsburgh is ready to do much there. They might have some wins. They might have some stretches of good play. Not enough there. Colts, winners of the South. Who else is even in contention in the South? I am out on Tennessee. I think Jacksonville is a year away from being a team that we need to monitor. Yeah, they're not going to be. They're not going to be at the cellar like they've been the last two years. They'll be better. Trevor Lawrence will be better. And Travis Etienne, his college teammates, going to be healthy. They yeah. picked up some weapons. But in terms of you know being a real you know, a team that could do some damage, I don't think they're going to be that team quite yet. Um, so there, there's not much really to discuss in the AFC South and then the West. The West is just going to be awesome. I have Denver as the only team not making the playoffs out of the West. And I know I, as the days pass... I feel more and more uncomfortable about that. I almost want to go towards the Raiders. But I just feel like the Raiders have been through a lot, and Josh McDaniels is going to find a way to get them into the playoffs, even though I am worried about what they have defensively. I think he's going to find a way behind some of those defensive ends with Chandler Jones, and who's the other kid they have out there? Crosby. Crosby. Max Crosby. So they got some guys that I think will be enough for them to be okay on defense where they'll be able to put up points and win games. It's going to be a shame, though, that any team in that division misses the playoffs. It is. It is. It will be. I mean, it's weird how how stacked it is. I feel like Russell Wilson's been playing in just absolutely loaded divisions his entire career. I mean, for years, that NFC West was just awesome. You know, they had the, the Niners, and then the Rams got good, and then the Cardinals were good. I mean... It's been a good division for a long time, and then now he's in maybe the best division he's ever been in. So, and it'll be fun to watch the Chiefs play a lot of good teams. You yeah, know? I think I think this is the first time in a long time, at least in the Patrick Mahomes era for Kansas City, that it's no longer like a gimme. No, you're like right. you're like you're saying, like teams like don't fear them as much as they did in the past. No, especially after that loss to to Cincy in the playoffs. That was a game they never should have lost. I don't know how. Still don't know how they lost that game. Um, there have been years where I've been concerned that they would go undefeated, you know, because it was like, how are they going to stop them? How are you going to stop this guy? And then they got some pieces on defense, and they were never the defensive sieve that I wanted them to be. I think losing to Ram Matthew is going to hurt them. 
But I think they're going to have other guys step up. Like I said, I think Nick Bolton will be in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. In the conversation. And those that position is so important now in the NFL. Having him be so good is going to be huge for them. And if Chris Jones comes back and plays well at the level he's been playing, you know, we'll see if they can fill in somebody at safety or defensive back that can really uh, be the anchor back there. They'll be in decent shape, and I expect the Chiefs to look like the Chiefs. That's why I'm picking them to win that division. But, you know, that it's up in the air. You're right. It's not a gimme like it's been uh, for that team. And... You Can know, I just give you one more team before yeah, we go to the break yeah. in the NFC? We haven't talked about them, but I feel like they have more storylines. Chicago. Like, the Chicago Bears, I think, need to be talked more because of, like, they're pretty much a mess with that organization. So I have nothing to say about the Bears. Like, until they've been so bad, especially offensively, for so, like, 20 years, they've been bad offensively. Um, I, I, I just have no faith in that. I, like, Justin you know. Fields is supposed to be this like all around quarterback, but like they it? can't they can't give him a proper field no. to play on. I mean, I don't know what to make of Matt Eberflus. You know, like the head coach, I he's a new coach. Maybe he'll be good for them. Do they have weapons? Does he have an offensive system you can trust? I mean, and to to boot, Rogers has owned you like Rogers has owned them so hard. He said it himself, he owns he them. He owns it. Like, so you just chalk up a couple losses right off the bat. Um, now the Vikings look like they're a good team. I don't buy the Vikings um, just because I'm not a Kirk Cousins guy. I think they are limited, but they're good enough to torment the Bears. And even the lot, I probably put the Bears. I might put the Bears last. I, I, I would put them last too because yeah. I think the Lions are going to be better. It'd be bad again. So I got nothing to say on the Bears. Um, but what the Jets have been for the past couple of years in the AFC, the Bears are in the NFC yeah, just because they've been such a mess. I was just going to say the Jets, it's almost a bummer. I'm almost a little bummed that Wilson got hurt. Like I wanted to see with some of this new talent and Salah in his second year or whatever, if they could put that together a little bit and see if Wilson in his second year could be. Now he's hurt. You know, he'll be back, what, week four maybe? And then you know, who knows at that point. So... That's kind of a bummer, but, you know, th- there's a lot of interesting storylines and a lot of deep teams in the AFC, especially that middle tier. Baltimore, Raiders, Broncos, Dolphins, those Colts, that middle tier is going to be interesting because if one of those teams emerges as a Super Bowl contender, if the Broncos start off ridiculously hot, 6-1, and one, if if the, the Colts... And if Ryan is slinging it all over the field, you got Jonathan Taylor running in a really good defense. Like that, those storylines that could make this AFC one of the more interesting ones we've seen in years. And it gets started tomorrow night with the juiciest game, arguably of the weekend. Probably is, um, has to be. Usually is. It's not as juicy. I mean, it's juicier than Tampa Bay, Dallas. Juicier than Miami, New England. Obviously, this is the juiciest game. You get the Super Bowl champs. And the team that should have been in the Super Bowl. Can't wait. All right, when we get back, we'll wrap up the show. This is WEI Late Night. Who, Ben, do you think has the most to lose? And who do you think has the most to gain when it comes to this season with the New England Patriots? Most to lose. Mac Jones has a lot to lose. Because we're talking very highly of him right now. 
great rookie quarter, you know, rookie season, the best of all the rookies. Now, I think there are going to be some valid excuses for him if he doesn't have a good season. They didn't put good talent around him. They gave him Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator and, and Joe Judge as his coach. But I think Mac Jones has a lot to lose right now because uh, on the Patriots, I guess yeah. Matt Patricia, right? Ooh, Matt Patricia wow. and Joe Judge. Somebody said that on this program. Somebody yeah. did. Good job, Greg. Thank you. Yeah, um, I mean, what if he's a, what if he is a good coach? Right. What if he can do it? Right. You know? Right. So I'm not willing to sit here and just criticize them for – the choice of the coordinator yet. I want to see how it plays out. It, it's certainly controversial, and I'm going to keep tabs on it, and I'm going to crush Belichick if it doesn't work. But if it does, then they deserve all the praise, and I think it would really do, go a long way to um, you know boosting Matt Patricia's profile. All right, that was Ben Bolin of the Boston Globe on Greg Hill early this morning. Um, I know what he's saying about Mac Jones. Like, you don't want to waste Mac Jones's time. You know, in year two, after a Pro Bowl rookie season, uh, and when you have the focus and the uh, the drive that Mac Jones has and just the potential in general, you don't want to waste his time, especially while he's on that rookie deal. So I guess in that regard, yes, you would have something to lose. In, in reference to Mac Jones, you'd have something to lose. You know, you don't want to waste time with him on a rookie deal while he's competent. He went to the Pro Bowl. This is the time to strike. And if you don't strike, then you're losing out on something. But Matt Jones doesn't really have anything to lose. I don't see that. Like, he would have to be beyond abysmal for me to go. Like, he's the third or fourth person that I would start my criticisms with if the if the Patriots offense doesn't play well. I mean, it would have to be to the Red Sox level of not playing well tonight for me to really get to Matt Jones. You know, whatever the football equivalent of 0 for 10 in scoring position and no runs. But I think both you and Ben agree. Like, he has valid excuses if things go wrong, and that's where everyone's going to be turning to. Correct. That's exactly, yes, that's what I was saying earlier. If things don't go well, there will be a long line of people that I will blame before Mac Jones, assuming it's not an epic disaster. Like, you can tell when you're watching. You know what I mean? If I'm like, if he looks completely overmatched and overwhelmed all of a sudden, then it's like, all right, well, what happened here? Then I would start looking more at Mac and maybe getting into his own head. You'd still blame the coaches, but did he get into his own head? Did he lose confidence? Why did he, like, all those things? Um, but I just think, I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to fight, I think he's going to play all right. But is there too many other things surrounding his game and his position and situation that's going to derail what ultimately the Patriots want to do? Also and- think of it like this for the Patriots offense. Like you would still rather have like that offense and like what they have versus like any other incompetent team that's out there. Like you would take them over the Jets offense maybe or any other team that, like, really stinks right I mean, now. yeah, I, I like what the Patriots have on offense. You go down the list, I don't not like what they have. I'd like to have a number one guy on this team, a bona fide number one receiver. But overall, they've got guys that, I mean, Parker, we'll see what what's going on with Bourne. Parker, Bourne, Myers is reliable. You know, he's not a dynamic, explosive, offensive weapon, but he's reliable. I mean, you got... Johnu Smith on paper, that looks pretty good. Hunter Henry was a security blanket last year. You've got running backs that have been able to produce. 
I mean, this shouldn't be a team that is just inept in every way offensively. It shouldn't be. But when you hear Belichick say that, when you hear Dan Orlovsky talking about how Mac Jones doesn't fit the profile of a quarterback that would regress, and you Tom House, sky's the limit, there's no way I would expect Bill Belichick to allow that quarterback that all those people are saying those things about to regress and not play well. If it does happen, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to say and think? I just can't imagine it happening, and we will find out beginning on Sunday. NFL football kicks off officially tomorrow night. Joe, I appreciate your help, man. This is WEI Late Night. Let's rev it up. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.